Holiday Let Success, episode number five. The definitive guide to holiday let success. From interviews with successful holiday homeowners and industry experts to useful and usable ideas, resources and discussion. Hello and welcome to the Holiday Let Success podcast. It's Elaine Watt here, your host, and in my ever-present mission to continue to search to find the best information out there about renting vacation rental properties and your holiday let success, enhancing your business and ensuring that you rent out as many weeks as you can and enjoy the process. Today, I interview Taylor White from the Overseas Property Insider Podcast. Now, Taylor has a wealth of experience in the overseas property markets, and he has also chatted to some of the greats in the vacation rental industry, and he shares some of their knowledge with us today. You can head on over to holidayletsuccess.com to check out the show notes from today's episode. But let's head on over and listen in to what Taylor has to say for us today. Thank you so much for listening. It's me great pleasure today to welcome Taylor White of the Overseas Property Insider podcast. Hi, Taylor. How are you? Elaine, I am doing fantastic. Great. It's so nice to have you here. Now, just to give a bit of background on Taylor, he has had a really long time love affair with properties overseas. We're talking to him from overseas at the moment in some amazing location which I'll tell about us about in a moment. He's been into buying, letting, promoting, selling properties and now podcasting about properties. He's interviewed some of the biggest names in the industry and he joins us today to share some of his knowledge. Taylor, tell us a little bit about you and where you are today. Elaine, absolutely. Number one, I'm excited to be here. You've had some a couple great guests. I know your show is a little new, but you have amazing ones coming on. So number one, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for being here. (laughs) I was born and raised in sunny San Diego, California, to a very good, hardworking father who was self-employed, a mother who was a teacher. She's now retired. Um, I had a fantastic childhood, Um, went to school, went to high school, went to college. I dropped out of college because, Elaine, I wanted to make some money, and being in college, for me, it just didn't work. So one of the things I did right out the gates was I was a partner in a pizza place, so a brick-and-mortar business. I soon found out for me, being locked in in walls seven days a week, 12 to 14 (laughs) hours a day, Elaine, didn't do it for me. So I kind of bounced around. I sold used cars. I know who would ever thunk it. Um, I cleaned um, pools of some very famous and wealthy people. Um, in areas of San Diego. It wasn't speaking to me. The things that I was doing, I didn't want to clean the pools of someone rich. I wanted to have the pool of someone like that or maybe the lifestyle that that could afford. So I started to look at what these people were doing, and a lot of them were involved in real estate. I heard it over and over again. I'm involved in real estate. I'm involved in real estate. So for me, that was the angle I took. So I dove into real estate, something around the age of 19 or 20. I started to really read, read books, 
um, conferences, newsletters, all that kind of stuff. And for me, I got started buying and selling real estate, starting with no money, no credit, all that kind of stuff in San Diego uh, right after uh, September 11th in 2001. Uh, a horrible, tragic event that happened, but what happened for the mortgage markets and to spur the economy was the interest rates were dropped. You had creative financing, and that's what I gravitated towards. So I started to buy and sell real estate in Southern California, one place by one place. It wasn't tons of places. It was little by little. I also invested in a few places uh, just north of San Diego. And then during that time, Elaine, I got the travel bug. I was reading things like International Living. I was following people like Kathleen Petticord. I was reading stuff from some fictitious characters like Dr. W.G. Hill or the fictitious grandpa character. Uh, there's Edward Payne Cowell, some kind of older school authors. Those might ring a bell if you are, are intrigued in the overseas world. So for me, I started traveling, went to some amazing places, Argentina and Thailand and Philippines and really great places, Elaine. So then I said, wait a minute. I'm involved in real estate. I like to travel. There's real estate in foreign countries, obviously. What if I combine these? So for me, as luck would have it, a live and invest overseas type of conference was being held in San Diego. I went to that conference, met some great people. I thought that I knew quite a bit. So I became friends, uh, still friends today, actually, with a husband and wife real estate team in Buenos Aires, Argentina, a country at that time I had never been to. I invested pre-construction in a building that's not yet complete with agents that I just met, uh, something <laughs> I definitely don't recommend that people do. At the time, I didn't know better. But Elaine, that's how it got me on the path of um, overseas living and then buying and selling real estate overseas and then also that holiday letting aspect. Wow. So it really kicked off your passion for property quite early on um, and really from quite an entrepreneurial point of view of your own. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, my dad has always been self-employed, always been the entrepreneur. So for me, that mindset for me just kicked in from an early age. So then it was um, trying to network with like-minded people, find out what are they doing to be successful. And it just so happens for me, I gravitated towards real estate because things I was doing at the time, people were involved in real estate. Um, the rates dropped, there was creative financing, and I went for it. Sounds like a really good time for you to get going. Also, San Diego, what a great place to start. It's, uh, I've heard it's absolutely gorgeous there. So when you first started buying and selling those original properties around San Diego, did you know what your forward plan was? Were you wanting to continue buying and selling? Did you want to rent them out long term or for vacation rental? Or did you just sort of find your way as you went? Elaine, fantastic question. And at the time, let me be honest, I didn't know anything, right? I didn't know anything until I started and tried to figure things out as I was doing it. But for me, in San Diego, the prices are extremely high versus the rents that you get. So for me, I got into properties with creative financing, which means zero down where the um, Lenders might give you 100% or you might have two loans that equal 100%. I did cash advances on credit cards. I had paid off cars that I got loans on. I did things like that. So for me, it was a matter of getting into properties, renting them out, knowing that I'm going to be negative cash flow. You know, 
at that time, we're talking about the early 2000s, Airbnb, HomeAway was just getting off the ground, um, vacation yeah. rentals or the holiday letting thing, just it, it wasn't the same. I mean, I mean, we're talking old school, Elaine, where 12 years ago, like you placed ads in papers and you did things like that. But my niche, what I did in San Diego at the time, of course, this won't work in a lot of markets, but for me at the time, what I was doing was renting out to Section 8 tenants. What that means is that the government was subsidizing most of their rent. So for me, I was getting guaranteed rent from the government uh, via taxpayers, of course, and then I got tenants in the property to be in there for something around a year 18 months, 24 months, something like that, depending on the strategy. And then again, that whole time I'm negative rent. So then I would sell it to hopefully get appreciation, to hopefully get some money and then roll it over into the next property. So things that I was doing are definitely more creative, more risky, but that's what worked for me at the time. Wow. That's a real insight into exactly where you've got all your knowledge from. So thank you for that. So you've moved on quite a long way from that beginning and you actually have an awful lot of properties, over 700 I saw listed on your site, both residential and commercial. Did this business eventually just evolve from buying that first place? Fantastic question, and I first want to say it's a selfless site. So they're not all my personal properties, but homeowners um, – agents, developers can list property on my site for sale or for rent. But for me, that site evolved out of a something that I needed. I was living in Panama City at the time. It's kind of been my home base for uh, many, many years. And through the process, uh, it, it was easy to buy real estate. Everybody can tell you how to buy real estate. Everybody's promoting the world's greatest market, and you should go here, and you should go there, and everybody's telling you where to buy. But as soon as you buy, the key, of course, is what are you going to do with the property to make money? If you're going to do holiday lets, vacation rentals, what's your strategy to actually make money doing that? And if you're going to buy it and sell it, how are you going to do that? So for me, dealing with agents, promoting on things like Craigslist, putting ads out in papers, it was just a um, natural process for me of, hey, why don't I now – get my own site where I can put my own listings on the site and then other people can list their property for sale or rent on my site as well. So for me, it started as because it was another avenue for me to market and it kind of evolved from that. You can just see the evolution that took place to where you are now because now you're actually using your knowledge to give advice and guidance to people wanting to do the same. And part of that is your podcast. So can you tell us a little bit about, again, your podcast, what it does for people? Sure. Well, the Overseas Property Insider podcast comes out three times a week now, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I speak with people who are actually doing what they're talking about. I don't like theory. I don't want people to tell me how it can be done. I want to know exactly what are you doing to make it happen. So as a for instance, I've spoken with dozens and dozens of House Sons International and live here by this alums from literally all over the world. Um, I speak with great vacation rental insiders like Jasper Rivers from Get Paid for your pad, Heather Bear from Cottage Blogger, um, Thibaut Mason from um, several different things that he does personally, Senior Vice President John Gray from HomeAway, a lot of really, really great 
great people. But also, if we're talking about real estate and we're talking about buying and selling real estate, we're talking about promoting real estate, we're talking about vacation rentals or holiday lets, how do you travel? So I've also expanded a little bit to things like travel hacking. What are the best ways to fly someplace or stay cheap so you don't spend all your money on travel? Or great things like home exchanges. One company, one site, one idea that I love um, is the international vacation home exchange market that Larry Klimchuk has, and he's been on the show as well. It's one of these things where I have a vacation rental. There's high times and low times. There's no doubt about that. If there's low times, is there something else I can do? One of the things I like to do is travel, so why don't I list my site on great vacation rental sites like Airbnb or HomeAway or FlipKey. By the way, it's free. There's nothing to list if you so choose, and you pay them a small percent if and when they bring paying clients. I hear a lot of people talking that you shouldn't list on these sites, and it's ludicrous. It's ludicrous information that you shouldn't list for free on the world's largest vacation rental sites if and when they bring you targeted People, money in hand, you pay them a small percent on the back end, pay for performance. So for me, I have the pleasure, the privilege, the honor of speaking with a lot of great people. Incredible. I mean, they, you mentioned some of the, the absolute people who are absolutely at the top of the vacation rental game there. So it's, it's amazing to hear that you've, you've had the experience and the chance to talk to those people. So as part of your own business in property. Have you rented out holiday homes, vacation rentals? Did that turn into part of a passion of yours? Well, I think it all depends on what you really want to do with the property. If you're a small investor, and a small investor, which I am, which most people are, I'm not talking about a property manager who manages other people's properties. That's a completely different market. But if I'm talking about a small investor that might have one property, two properties, three properties, where you care if it's vacant or not, you care if you're collecting rent, you care if it's rented out or not, then I think it changes the focus. So for me, renting things out like a holiday let or vacation rental, you really want to target specific areas that that might work. So for me, naturally, in the areas that I've been, that's worked well for me depending on the strategies that I want to use. So for some of the single apartments that I've had, you know, and this is going back a few years up until recently, there were certain strategies that might work for me at the time in those countries that might not work for other people. So it's less about um, secrets or or these tricks or these special programs, and it's more about these these strategies and tactics that you can use in any market wherever you go. Right. So, so really something that, that I take away from that is it's really down to research and making sure that what you're buying, you're buying for the right reason in the right location. And that goes back to when you first started, when you said you were 19, you started to read. You started to learn, look to books, went to conferences. Is that a a real takeaway that I got there, research, and then when you have researched, you've gone ahead and bought and make sure what you're doing, specifically in the vacation rental holiday let side, is doing it absolutely brilliantly and really standing out. Well, it goes back to a book by Michael Masterson from several years ago. It's the Ready fire aim. That means you, you do your due diligence, you read books, you listen to podcasts, you um, read newsletters, you have online 
online conferences. Now you have in-person conferences. You can um, network with like-minded people. So you gather all the intelligence, but nothing starts until you start. That's where that fire comes into play. It's never going to be perfect. You have to learn as you go. Yes, you want to take some advice from different people who are successful doing the things that you want to do, but you have to chart your own course as you learn it. What might work for a property manager in Costco Viejo, Panama, wouldn't work for someone that might have a single apartment that they're trying to um, rent out in Barcelona. So there's different things that might work for different people at the time they're doing it in the environment. So then that aim comes into play that you adjust your course. So I think it's very, very important to go that route. There's one thing, if you don't mind me speaking out of turn a little bit, that I think is vitally important that I don't hear a lot of Hollywood people talking about. They have great things like you should do a, a pink doily instead of a red doily, and you should um, have this kind of key and that kind of key and surface-level stuff. I'm not knocking it, but you know what is so much more important? Picking the correct destination based off of what you want to do. Buying it at a great price. If you're getting financing, getting terrific financing. Then, of course, before you buy it, you want to have your exit strategy in place. So if it's vacation rentals or holiday letting, how are you going to do it? Are you going to use um, local property management alone? Or are you going to combine it with great free sites, again, pay on performance, FlipKey, HomeAway, VRBO, Airbnb? Are you going to do that? Are you going to live in the property yourself? Let's say it's three bedrooms or four bedrooms and do micro subletting. I had a fantastic guy on my podcast, Mikey Rocks, based out of Manhattan, New York, small real estate investor. It's not even his job. He's doing something else. Phenomenal concepts. Rent it out. He, he buys it at a great price, gets great creative financing, which he can do back in um, New York, and then he uses a site like Airbnb to where he can micro-sublet. It means he lives in one room. He has an extra two or three rooms that he can rent out per night, per week, per month using great sites like Airbnb, and then you can even do things like, oh, I have an open living room with a fantastic pull-out couch that turns into a bed. I can rent that out. As well, Jasper Rivers, phenomenal book, Get Paid for Your Pad, all about Airbnb and how the small-time people are really doing it, how's he, how he's personally doing it. Not theory, but how they're doing it. Amazing. And what I really like about what you've just said is that it will hopefully open up people's eyes to looking at totally different ways that they may not even have thought of on how to let that property out, whether it be vacation rental, maybe it be the micro subletting that you've just mentioned. I mean, there's an awful lot of different options. And hopefully that's given people something to think about, a holiday home owner or somebody who's thinking about investing. So thank you for that. It's really great, great information that, that you're giving us here. So if you've been into the, the vacation rental basis, was there a really big mistake or failure that you might have seen or noticed somebody doing within the vacation rental basis that, that people can maybe hope to avoid in the future? Elaine, that is a great question. I've made mistakes. I've made tons and tons and tons of mistakes. That's how I learn as I go. The most important thing, in my personal opinion, involved in the vacation rental business is that you if you're buying it yourself, if you get involved in property management, if you combine the, the both of those, is that you first need to understand what you're going to do with it before you get 
involved. And I know I spoke about that a little bit, and people kind of forget. They kind of think, oh, that's kind of no kidding. But before you buy a property or before you um, go speak with a lot of people about renting out their property, you really have to know how you're going to do it. Who's doing it that you can maybe speak to? Who can you mimic? What can you read? Who can you talk to that's doing that? So one of the things that um, at times I might not have done well is network with great like-minded people who are doing exactly what I want to do that maybe talk about how great they are or maybe that they've made a lot of mistakes and you can learn from some of the mistakes that they make. You know, that's why I think it's so important to not just do things online, which is fantastic, or an online conference, which is fantastic. You need to go there in person. You need to network. I was doing that a lot when I first started. I went to something around 15 to 20 overseas real estate conferences in places like Argentina and Uruguay and Nicaragua and Panama and a lot of great places. A mistake that I've made is I stopped doing that for a while so I lost on some great connections, and what happens is things change. Markets change. Panama City might change. Wherever city that you're in might change. The mortgage markets change. Investors change. Um, people Flights might change to that destination, so you have different vacation rental type of people. Maybe um, something happens in the world so people aren't allowed to travel. So I think you always want to network with like-minded people, and you always want to have a good circle around you that you can bounce ideas off of. That is great, great advice. So if we were to look on the absolute flip side of that, what has been your biggest success or what have you seen somebody doing that has really, really worked absolutely brilliantly in the holiday let or vacation rental space? Well, I think that there's a lot of great people doing amazing things. I've spoken about a couple of people already. I think what Jasper and Husefa are doing with their Get Paid for Your Pad podcast, um, their book that just launched on Amazon. The reason why I bring up people like Jasper, people like Mikey Rocks, people like Tebow Mason, um, is because they've done it. They're doing it. They're personally buying real estate. They're renting out real estate. They're dealing with the numbers. It really matters to their bottom line if they get people in or not. So they don't care the latest Gmail tactic on how you might email someone. Who cares? What you care about is the bottom line and making money, and the numbers have to work. And you know that you find out the best strategies to try and rent out your property per night, per week, per month. So for me, while I think a lot of property managers talk about some great ta uh, tactics and some tools and some Gmail things and some boomerang and some of these also these things I think they're fantastic but you can tell that's from the mindset of someone who manages somebody else's property who doesn't care about the bottom line Jasper might care if he has someone in for two weeks where he collects a thousand dollars in rent the reason why a property manager wouldn't care if it's surface level is because they might get 10 percent of a thousand so they get a hundred he would get 900 that's why property managers a lot of times don't talk about here's how you buy here's financing here's creative ways of renting it they talk about things like pink doilies and what you're supposed to do um, from a managerial aspect versus a investor Do head on over to the HolidayLetSuccess.com website and you will be able to reread and re-listen to everything that Taylor has said today because he really is giving us some huge value bombs and you'll definitely want to revisit that. So thank you, Taylor. It's been absolutely great so far. So do you think that you can get a feel for the future of the Holiday Lets or the vacation rentals and where, where that's actually headed, where the future is? Absolutely. 
um, with sites like Airbnb, you know, Airbnb is disrupting the industry much like an Uber might do for transportation or Lyft, much like a lot of – you don't have to rent a car anymore or buy a car. Um, you can do daily rentals. You can check in and check out. So the future of the vacation rental business changes all the time, and great companies like Airbnb that come in and disrupt things are fantastic. We'll see what happens with them and governments or with them and the hotel lobby. A lot depends on how they handle their own customer and their own client base, um, things like um, making sure um, reviews stay honest and they have a good transparent system and they don't jump their costs from 3 or 4% up to 20%. But also with companies like Airbnb, it creates competition. So then other companies also come up and it challenges it. The best thing for any industry, especially the vacation rental industry, is challenges. Before, it was huge companies like HomeAway, VRBO.com, and they own a lot of companies worldwide, uh, charging people to list, so pay to list. What companies like Airbnb have created, have made companies like HomeAway change and Flipkey, which is part of TripAdvisor, change. They say, wait a minute, how, in how about instead of we charging people to list when you don't know what's going to happen, what if we based it pay on performance? And that's completely changed everything. So now as a vacation rental owner, you can have a house, an apartment, a couple, a property manager can definitely do this too. You can list it on a site, Airbnb, Flipkey. Uh, I keep saying the same sites over and over because they do amazing things called pay based on performance. Nothing to list, and if and when someone comes in, you pay them a small commission. So things like that, making it more transparent, creating competition. I think the vacation rental industry is going to be less about hotels and to be more about staying in people's houses but a lot will be still determined on things like how Airbnb, because they're the front runner right now, the big front runner, how they deal with politicians and laws and rules and regulations and paying taxes and dealing with the hotel lobby in a lot of countries because they're banned in or trying to be banned in specific cities throughout the world. So there's a lot to be played out. It's being played out every single day, and the future is very, very exciting. I, I agree. I do think it's so exciting, especially with some of the, the, the different companies, like, as you say, you've mentioned today, particularly Airbnb, the disruption. I love the way you've described that. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> so we, we touched on the fact that you, you've got your own very successful podcast, The Overseas Property Insider. You run that three days a week. How did you actually get involved in podcasting? What was your mission for the podcast when you first got going? Um, through trial and error, I've been speaking with real estate agents for you know a long, long time, ever since when, right? Um, when you are involved in real estate, you deal with real estate agents. So I've always been uh, traveling, speaking with real estate agents, looking at deals, finding out the best deals, following up with agents. So I said, why don't I put this information out there for other people as well, number one? And number two, it will be great for me because now I can speak with agents throughout the world, whether it's in Spain or Italy or Argentina or Uruguay, literally all over the world. Then I can put them in my network so then I can keep up to date on great deals or what's changing in the market or things going on. So it's kind of a natural progression from dealing with them myself um, to putting them on something like a podcast or a website or articles or like an inner circle and then making that 
available to other people as well. And then when I have a, a selfless real estate site where people can list and I speak with agents, it kind of funds its own business and operation right there. So it kind of comes full circle. Amazing. So it sounds like you've met some incredible people just through the podcast as well as part of the industry. And there's, there's three episodes that I particularly think people listening today should immediately go and take a listen to of Taylor's, the ones that I can think of off the top of my head. They're is 30 Vacation Rental Insiders, and they answer one question. Tebow Mason on Vacation Rental Tips and Jasper Rivers on How to Maximize Profit on Your Airbnb Listing. And past guest on the Holiday Let Success podcast, we mentioned her at the beginning, Heather Bayer, and I'll link all of those episodes up in the show notes. They're a great, great place to start with Taylor's awesome podcast. So how would you say that podcast has changed your business and the future of your business? Well, I think it's changed it in a great way. One thing that I like about it is it's more intimate than writing blog posts or it's more intimate than writing on someone else's um, site. It's more intimate than sending emails, you know, besides doing personal videos or, of course, you know, a personal handshake, which still exists these days, seeing people in person besides a personal visit or a video where you can see each other when they can hear your voice and they can hear your passion and your energy. You can really tell if someone knows what they're talking about from listening to them much more so than a blog post or an article that a lot of people can write and they can change it and they can spend hours on it. Anybody can do that. But who can get on a mic and speak with people off the top of your head or from personal experience? You don't need a script for that. You want to know what's going on in your life. Sure, you might have an outline and there's things that you want to ask them because you don't want to keep it surface. You want to dig into things that they know, extract their information and get it to your listener base. That's what it's all about. Getting on great people. What do you know that's so awesome that you you're doing that we can extract that from you in a teacher kind of way and give it to the audience, to the listeners or to the students to give it so they can immediately do it in their life right away. One thing, two thing, a website, a strategy, a tactic. What is it? So for me, the podcast is just really bringing everything life. Great. Um, it's something that we actually discussed myself and Heather it was about podcasting for holiday home owners and vacation rental managers. So what do you do you think that's a really good way to go for people? Elaine, I think everything is a good way. I'm not an expert on anything. I think you need to try and find out what works for you. In different markets, it's different things. It all depends on someone's strategy for a podcast. A podcast is not an end-all, be-all. It's one component of what you're doing. It goes with the website, maybe, if that's what you want to do. It goes with listing on vacation rental websites. It goes with posting on Craigslist. It does exist, and it does still work in a lot of countries. It, so it's a, a, a piece of the puzzle, speaking in person at conferences or like Antonio, having online conferences that people can um, come to and visit, paid marketing, Facebook, um, Google AdWords. So for me, yes, it's fantastic. Yes, it's a big piece of the puzzle. I believe it brings things to life, but it is. It's just a piece of the puzzle. Let's be honest, Elaine. I'll speak for myself. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to do a podcast. It takes a lot of work to reach out to guests. It takes a lot of work not just to speak with you right now. I know that that's just where the work begins. Before this, you obviously did fantastic research. After this, you have to put everything together. You have to post it. <laughs> so there's a lot, a lot of work. 
Is it the end-all, be-all? No, I don't think it's the end-all, be-all. It's fantastic, and it should be a huge portion. And the great thing about podcasting, you can do it from anywhere. I can be in um, Beachside in Los Terrenos. I can be in Argentina. I can be in Thailand. I can be anywhere that I have an internet connection, and that's where it really changes things. Awesome, and that's what is so, so good about the internet. I absolutely love the fact that when we first chatted before we started this recording, you were telling me that all these different places that you've been around in the world, and I just love that you can just pick up and go wherever you want and still run your incredible business. It sounds absolutely a great lifestyle you've got there. I don't, so, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I love hearing it from you. And anytime you want to compliment me, <laughs> Elaine, please feel free. <laughs> it, it does. It sounds incredible, and I'm sticking with that. <laughs> so what, what one takeaway do you really want the listeners to leave with that can improve their vacation rental or holiday let today? Wow. The, the, the humdinger. Exactly. <laughs> the humdinger is to listen to great podcasts, it's to read great blog posts, it's to attend conferences, it's to do your due diligence. If you're a small-time real estate investor like myself, network with other small-time real estate investors that might be renting out their properties, their um, holiday letting. Where are they doing it? How are they doing it? So building up that core of group that you can speak with. I'm going back to this uh, ready, fire, aim thing because I think it's so important. Then you start with whatever you're doing. If it's one property, that's fantastic. You are not going to have all of the answers from the start. Nobody does. You base it off of your circle that you've relied on, and then you have to trust in yourself. So then you fire. Then as you're doing it, you aim it based off the course for you. If you're not in property management, then you don't have to listen People that are involved in um, letting out hundreds of properties for other people. That's fine. That's not your – your target is people like Jasper who might buy and rent out one – if you are in property management, that's fantastic. Then listen to those people who talk about strategies that they use for property management. It's both like a Heather Bear who, who buys and rents out things herself with her own money in different locations and helps other people. That's great. So find out what works for you, but nothing starts until you start. Great, great advice. Thank you for that. Thank you so much for being here today. Can you give us an idea how it is best for people to get in touch with you? Of course. Being here is absolutely my pleasure. My main website, internationalrealestatelistings.com. From there, you can easily find the Overseas Property Insider podcast. And I welcome emails at internationalrealestatelistings.com. Fantastic. One more time, a huge thanks for being here today. Taylor, you've just given us some incredible insights. And really, I think a, a massive takeaway is for people to just open their eyes, have a look around, connect and just see exactly what is going on around in this industry. Because as you say, the future is very, very exciting. So thank you again. It's been a huge pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. You are so welcome. It's been fantastic. Bye now, Thank you so much for joining us today. Head on over to HolidayLetSuccess.com for full recaps of every show, our useful and usable resources, and great blog articles. Your Holiday Let Success awaits. See you on the other side.